To book your magical Walt Disney World vacation, call Tink's Magical Vacations at 833-88-TINKS today or visit tinksmagicalvacations.com. of Hard Hopping Tunes Podcast, brought to you by 5-Minute Podcast, sponsored by Tink's Magical Vacations. I'm Hannah, and you can find me on Instagram at rebel underscore Hannah. I'm Hope, you can find me on Instagram at HopeWGW, and you can find both of us on Instagram at Magical Disney Twins and at Park Hopping Twins on Facebook. Um, so today, we would like to do a review of the new Disney movie, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, we'll give you a quick spoiler-free re- review, and then we're going to happen to spoilers. So right now, this is all spoiler-free. And I was really impressed with the movie. I honestly didn't think I was going to like it. Honestly, wasn't sure why we were doing another Mary Poppins film. But my only takeaway after seeing the movie was, could I please have more? Like, why, why'd you stop? Like, that movie wasn't long enough. Keep going. So it was really good. Yeah, my reaction to it was, when are we getting a third Mary Poppins film? I hope we don't have to wait as long as we, everyone had to wait for after the first Mary Poppins film, because I really wanted to see a lot more of those characters of Jack, specifically. Of, we, yeah. we both really liked yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda's character, Jack. Yeah. Incredible voice, who's just really all around. He's a really, just a really a great character, and we initially thought that he was going to be like a replacement for Bert, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. He was a Bert-type character who brought some similar things to the story, but also brought different things to the story as well. Yeah. Um, we liked all the all the kids. Yeah. Uh, kids Georgie, Annabelle, and John. We really liked them. They were cute. And of course, Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. Wasn't so sure at first, but she she did amazing, and I, I was so impressed. As soon as Mary Poppins comes onto the screen and she starts talking, that was the moment that I knew I'm like Emily Blunt was meant to be Mary Poppins. That, yeah, that, she that owns it. that. She that was so it. great. So from this point forward, there will be spoilers in our episode. So. If you have not seen the film or you don't want to hear spoilers, I would suggest pausing it, going to the cinema, and seeing the movie, and then coming back and listening to the rest of it. However, if you have seen the film or you just don't care about spoilers, continue listening because we're going to get into details about the film. So my favorite part about the film, just hop right in there, was the I really liked the ending with all the balloons, and when they said the only way to go was up, that whole song, that whole scene had me almost like, cry- like a, not crying, but I was a little teary-eyed. It was just so cute. Like, you had seen the, through the whole movie how, like, rough their life has been, and they're like, oh, at this point, like, there's nowhere to go but up, and I thought that was really great, like, a great message to send to everybody. What no, your favorite part? No pun intended, but it was a very uplifting scene. <laughs> it was also... um just the visuals is something that I usually tend to focus on a lot in movies, and that, the visuals of that scene alone, how it changed with a lot of the colors, and yes. the sun came out, and the cherry plums, and the cherry trees bloomed on cherry tree land. And right before that, you could see, I should, we should have started at the beginning and then gone to the end, but I really liked the ending the most. Um, right before that, it was very dark and gloomy, and everything seemed like, there's like this is horrible, everything's ruined, 
And then it's like, no, really, there's not. At this point, we've hit rock bottom. There's nowhere to go but up. And life can really well, only get better really from here. get better for them in the end, too. Yeah, like, so. Um, and okay. also, in the beginning, when Jack is riding his bike and singing Underneath the Lovely London Sky, my friend actually turned to me and said, but the sky's not so lovely. And it was this a bit of, like, um like, a funny rhetoric, and it was also, you see that Jack is a very positive person throughout the movie and tends to always see the light in things, which is sort of him being a leery or a lamplighter is, like, the metaphor for that, but then at the end, you see the sky becomes bright, the cherry trees bloom, and then there's nowhere to go but up, and he sings Underneath the Lovely London Sky reprise, but now the London sky is truly lovely yeah. because it's and, blue, and everyone's flying in it, holding onto their balloons. And really, in the beginning, you're like, oh, underneath the lovely London sky, like, this is where Mary Poppins is, like, really, like, the point in the beginning is, like, you're like, oh, like, we're alive, like, we're living, everything's sort of mad, like, there's this depression, it's, it's, life's really not so great, but he, he says this one line, and he says um, something that if you keep looking high, underneath the lovely London sky, and it's like, oh, if you keep looking high, and then a few minutes count later, yeah, count your blessings, so keep on looking high. And he's like, so even though, like, everything's down, but keep your chin up, like, everything's going to be okay. And then later on, we see everybody literally looking up at the lovely London sky, and who but appears but the lovely Mary Poppins. And I was just like, that's so, like, it was so parallel, and it was so adorable, and I just, I everybody in that movie, I just wanted to pull them out of the screen and squeeze them. Yeah, that, so this is probably a good place to come back to how we said we ha- when I found out that Emily Blunt would make the perfect Mary Poppins. Because, of course, we all love Julie Andrews in the classic, and she was just absolutely irreplaceable. Just completely, utterly perfect for the role, as Mary Poppins herself says, practically perfect in every way. As soon as Mary Poppins flew down on Georgie Banks' kite and landed on the ground, the second she started speaking to Annabelle She's and like, telling her, this thought, Annabelle and, and John, clean up. You're such a mess. And I was like, oh, my God. It's Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins is back. And Jack's like, Mary Poppins, you're back. And I was like, yes, Jack, you're so right. And that brings it back to another classic, unforgettable character, more so in real life, Dick Van Dyke. He is the most classic. He's, he's the coolest guy around. And he's 94? 93. 93 years old. And he's really dancing in that movie. Our mom went to a conference a few years ago, and he spoke at it, and he got up on the stage and he danced. And he said every day he dances, and he also goes to the grocery store every day. And dances at the grocery store. store. But I think that's so amazing because we were with our friends, and they said, they're like, well, that really wasn't him dancing. We're like, it was. And you notice that, like, I noticed this, that you didn't see him get onto the table. Like, he the little dance on the desk, and you don't see him get up there, and you don't see him get down. He just sort of appears up there, and you're like, like, you know he's getting up there, but I think that's because he can't get up there on his own. But once he's up there, he's he's going. He's got it. That guy can dance like better than me. He's dancing, young yeah, he's dancing like he's 23 years old, and it was incredible. I, it was great to see him again, and that was really cool. And I think, touching on Dick Van Dyke, who plays Bert in the original Mary Poppins, brings us into talking about one of our new favorite characters, Jack. We love Jack so love much. Jack. He's so cool. Um, I love all of his songs because Lin-Manuel Miranda has an incredible, incredible voice. Anyone who's seen or listened to Hamilton knows, or if you've seen Moana and you've listened to um, 
You're welcome. His teachers are welcome. Yep. Lynn Wilmerand. Yeah. Yeah. The point is, he did a really good job, and I really liked the relationship that was starting to bloom between him and Jane. I was like, yes. Oh my. She's like, I, no, it's okay. I'm like, she's like, oh, like, no, it's okay. Like, I can pick up all these things. And, and I was like, like, no, let me help you. And I was like, Jane, go for it. Like, it was so cute though, because um. Didn't he have her ride on the bicycle? Yes, they. It, she rode on the back of his bicycle, and it was so like she was falling off, and but they were having they a, were having fun, and they were like children, and they, they were really having a good time. Yeah, and I feel like that was in the end of the movie of seeing all the characters act like children again after having through the whole movie see Michael Banks deny what happened with him and Mary Poppins yes. and his sister in the original movie, and there's this hysterical scene in the beginning where Jane and Michael are sitting on the couch in the Banks family home living room, and John, uh, Michael is saying to his sister, he goes, that, that was all just dreams that we and, thought we'd have. And Jane says, oh, yes, of course it was. But behind them, Mary Poppins is sliding up the banister, like her typical Mary Poppins self, classic. So that was really funny. And then in the end, they're, like, flying on these balloons, and they're like, oh, my gosh, none of this. We didn't imagine any of this. It was all real, and then they realized that Michael realizes that his children weren't making these absolutely absurd adventures up. They were really telling the truth, and this was what happened with them, and how Mary Poppins has once again brought the Banks family back together. Yeah, and I feel like, speaking of like being like adults, Annabelle and John were so much like adults. Um, it was almost a little bit painful. I, like, I felt so sad for them. They're like, all right, we're going to the, the groceries, and we're going to spend this money, but I don't think like, we have oh, enough. I don't know what father gave us enough money to get the groceries. Like, and then Michael these was like, kids oh, are like, or Georgie was like, oh, I want a balloon. And then they were like, no, Georgie, Georgia, we, we don't, don't have, have enough, enough money, money for a balloon. They were stressed, and it made me really sad. It was really sad to watch kids be stressed out about money. About like, money. I mean, of course, Georgie was too young to really understand much. But Annabelle and John, it made me really sad. It was, And that's why, as much as I wasn't a huge fan of the bath scene, with Can You Imagine That? I really oh, liked I the song, but I thought it was kind of fishy. No, no pun intended. Um, I wasn't, like, I liked it, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, I thought that that was really important to the kids because they really needed that in their lives. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where she says in that song, you're too old to give into imagination. But like, then by the end, they're, like yeah, and then, um, of course, I really liked that scene. I thought that it was... Um, it was, like, funny because it was, I don't know, because it was incredibly unrealistic. Like, they were just swimming underwater. Maybe that's why I wasn't a fan and because it didn't make a lot of sense. I, that's why I liked it because it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. And you see people under the water with them. And it's people, like, from the real world. Like, you see the lady from the park walking their dog, their cook, Ellen. And I love that it, one. She was great. Oh, yeah, she was great. It was, um, it was so funny. And... And the pirate ship, the pirate and it was, like, ship. the neighbors. I don't remember what his name was. Oh, the captain, Captain though. Boom. Captain Boom, and he still fires it off. I was he like, man, this guy is everything. still kicking it, and he's complaining how big Ben's time is off. He he was great. I was happy to see him. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about you, but you're still alive, and I you're still it. firing off cannons. On the hours of Banks family. And he's like, to go and grab all their glass He's balls. like, oh, no, the cl- Big Ben is off. It turns out Big Ben actually was off. And Mary, because Mary Poppins had to set forward time for some reason, as we see later when she makes the Learys climb the building and set time back. And when she sets it back, it's back 
in congruency with Pat and Boom. So I thought that was really neat. He was like, ah, Big Ben is right again because Mary Poppins messed with it before. I was like, Mary Poppins, you made all of London ahead five minutes for some unknown reason. But I love that because that's what Mary Poppins is really about, like, well, like Jack says, the one thing you should know about Mary Poppins is she never explains everything. And that gets into one of my other favorite scenes of the movie. I really liked all the musical numbers. I would say those are all my favorite scenes. Uh, when they go inside the Royal Dalton Bowl and then go to the Royal Dalton Music Hall. And we, of course, get to listen to Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda's amazing voices. So and cool. we get that classic mix from the first film of animation mixing with live action. I was so happy that they kept that, like, it congruent was, yeah, with the and original. Yeah, it was really, it was great to see the little cameo from the penguins as well. I was like, penguins, you're back! I missed you! The penguins are the best. But it was also really neat to see how those animated characters, like the wolf and the, uh, was it, the, the badger, badger and, and the, the weasel, they were the, the lawyers, the lawyers and, and the, um, other man who worked the man the who was on in charge of the bank and he yeah and they symbolically were doing the same things like they were both caught like trying to take their house away and and basically just like fighting the banks and trying to take their things away and i thought that was really neat to yeah. draw that so when connection. mary poppins also said a cover is not a book she definitely knew what was going yeah. on and not so only she told that yeah. to the kids so that they would realize and that's why, if you notice in the scene where the kids are at the bank, that's why Mary Poppins stands for so long and watches them through the reflection of the metal on the wall and watches them run up the stairs to the she bank. She knows what office. she's doing. She knows absolutely what they're doing. She's not she's just like, like, oh, I'm not paying attention to my kids. She knows they're running up there. She knows exactly what they're doing, and she's letting them do it anyway. That's why she sang that whole song, and that's why she took them there, because she wasn't at all alarmed she, when the kids were out of their seats. And we're being chased by the wolves, the badger, and the um, and the weasel. If you know, so they also resemble the lawyer yeah, and the bank owner physically. Um, um, the mustache. We have the, the same mustache. little rose on, on the, the lapel. The lapel and the um, and the badger also has he has the same glasses. Glasses and the same, like the figure. same squash and then face. The and weasel, the weasel, he's skinnier. He's tall, he looks skinny. nervous. Yeah, looks very, like, nervous, very timid, doesn't really want to be what he's He's like, are you really sure this is a good idea? But he knows he really doesn't have a choice given the current, like, economic situations. And I thought that was very interesting. Because typically you think, okay, like, a cover is not the book. So open it up and take a look. You'd be like, okay, well, like, bad people, like, sometimes they're not always bad. But actually it's like sometimes good people, like, they're playing you. And I think that was an important lesson for everybody to learn. in the beginning that, oh, the bank owner, because he's related to Dick Van Dyke's character, who was friends with Mr. Banks, oh, yeah, he must be taking care of the bank's children. I also, I knew it immediately. Cause that's he showed up, I looked at him, he opened that book, and I was like, you're lying. Stop I knew, it. I looked at him. And then he went to rip out the page, and everybody moved through. And I'm like, okay, come on, that was so, we knew that, that was, was going like to. And also, the deed being on the back of the kite, I totally saw that coming. Because when Georgie picks up the paper with the picture on it, uh, there's one scene where you can actually see a, like, um, a border around the back of it. And that type of border is only given out on very official certificates like deeds and graduation certificates and other things. And I'm not sure, I don't think that they have like a 
college. I don't, I'm unsure of what formal education the bank's children have and what's the important piece of paper that has a border around it that everyone's looking for. Oh, a deed. And what is this other piece of paper we're drawing connection to? Oh, this picture. And he cut it up, and I was like, Georgie, stop cutting up the deed, okay? What are you doing, child? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the deed. I was like, yeah, because that's the only other important piece of paper in the movie. So it's very interesting, and everybody else is like, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. I was like, mm, yeah, I did. It shows you from, like, your standpoint of having watched. But I watched so many movies. Like, I think that, and I see him coming a mile away. I'm like, all right, calm down, everyone. We knew that was going to happen. They're like, I didn't see it. I was like, all right, okay. But we do frequently go to the movie theaters. We pretty much live at our local AMC. I refer to our local AMC as basically our basement because it's a part of our house. We just aren't there every day, but we go there enough that it's basically part of our house. Yeah, like we recognize the employees. They don't recognize us, thankfully, because if they did, they think, they did, they would think, they think we were nuts. But, yeah. Um, so the music is something that I really want to talk about because there were definitely musical parallels between the first Mary Poppins yes, film and Mary Poppins Returns. Um, as I mentioned with the scene where they were in the Royal Dalton Bowl, parallels to when they went into side of Bert's chalk drawing in the first film. Every musical scene has a parallel to the original. So um, Lovely London Sky matches up with the song Bert sings in the beginning. What's that called? I don't know off the top of my head. And then we've got um, Royal Dalton Music Hall. Parallels to Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No, no, no. Um, the um, the cover is not a book. Parallels to Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. But Royal Dalton Music Hall parallels to, to It's a Jolly Holiday, it's a jolly with, holiday Mary. with Mary. Because it's the song. Um, what? Very happy. And then what's the, the Leary song? What's that one called? Oh, Triple Little Light Fantastic. Triple Little Light Fantastic parallels to Step in Time, which had an incredible theatrical musical number. I watched a video on it the other day um, that came out. Disney Studios released on Instagram, um, an interview with Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda, and they were talking about, they're like, this was such a hard thing to do because everything had to be, like, so sync, so in sync, and I thought that whole number was fantastic, and it was really cool to see it parallel to Step in Time. And then that weird number with Meryl Streep that I really didn't like. Paralleled. Paralleled to the one with... Internal parallel to the, the song, song I Love to Laugh. Love to Laugh with Albert. Uncle Albert, which I really liked. I love to laugh with Uncle Albert much better. I really... I get the point of the song. I just... I couldn't stand her accent. I was like, stop. Please stop. Don't talk. She was a little hard to understand. She was, she was hard to understand. I felt um, like her character was really unnecessary for the plot. Yeah, that was... That scene, I understood the point of it because I know they they wanted to tell the banksters like, oh, like you can see like things differently, differently. like you, you can get like a new perspective, bad opportunity that you're in right now, and try to do something about it and kind of like turn with the world, like how Meryl Streep's character um, Topsy, like she flipped upside down with her house so that she could see from that perspective. Um, and then I get the message. I, I just message. wasn't a fan of the whole, and like that whole that whole room. It was so messy. It made me anxious. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, girl, clean your house, please. And yeah, I just I really wasn't a fan. I felt like it was like Meryl Streep was like, hey, could I be in Mary Poppins? And they're like, of course. Someone make a character for Meryl Streep. That's like not super important, but important enough that she's happy about it. And they're like, all right, wink. Here's this character. Go nuts. And she went nuts. And I was like, oh my god. 
Or somebody wrote that character and was like, you know who'd be perfect? Meryl Streep. And I was like, why? I, I don't. I, I really, I really wasn't a fan of that one. a good actress like Meryl Streep. Like, she did a good job. I just, I wasn't a a fan in general of that part. Um, yeah, but, and then obviously, go back to the musical parallels. Um, only way to go is up parallels to let's go fly a kite. And that one parallels so much, it had me. You can also hear a little bit of the instrumental. Yes, you hear just the, the, the. And then it goes back into this. And you can also hear a little bit of the Mary Poppins overture from the original film, a little bit when the lady selling balloons is talking to Mary Poppins, and she says, this must be your balloon because there's only one left. And Mary Poppins says, yes, indeed it is, or something along those lines. And you can hear, like, that similar similar melody from the original film. And it's somewhat similar to the song, the instrumental that they play in Magic Kingdom a lot. Um, it's like the instrumental, the Let's Go Fly a Kite, and it'll move into different Mary Poppins songs. Yeah, I, lo- I really like that instrumental. It, it was, yes, yeah, so it was kind of nice to, like, hear that. And, and there, there were lots of nods to the original, but not not so much you were, like, copying. It wasn't, um, it didn't, like, there were a lot of, there were parallels with a purpose. Yes, because we couldn't just ignore that the first one had happened, because then it's a reboot. They yeah. didn't want it to be a reboot. They wanted it to And be you can see distinct parallels with with um, Jane and Michael as well because she is fighting for workers' rights. Workers she's, rights. A, she's a union activist. Her mother was fighting for women's rights. She was a suffragette. She was a suffragette. That's a word. Wow. Um, Michael is he's so stuffy. He's got the same mustache. He's dad very worried as his dad, and he's also very worried about things that involve the bank, just like his father was. And they also, they still have a cook that works in their house, a little smaller parallel to the first one. Not as important Yeah, they had two, but like, um, and I feel like they added Georgie so that you couldn't be like, oh, well. Jane and Michael. Jane and Michael, John and Annabelle 2.0. And Georgie was just so much more hopeful. Like, he was so much younger. Yeah, it's sort of, and Georgie was sort of the personification of that childlike innocence that, you know, Annabelle and, and John had didn't lost, have. that they didn't have, that they had lost because they were, because their mom died. Their, or mom died, and they were old enough to understand things that were going bad in their life. Like, Georgie doesn't really understand. He knows that, like, okay, mom's gone. Something's bad. But can I get this balloon? Like, that's Georgie's thought process. Was like, Her thought process was, oh, look, Mary Poppins is here. She can fly. She's magical. Look Magic! That. I've got a nanny on my kite. And he's like, whereas Annabelle and John are like, stop. Please. Like, what are you doing? We don't want to go swimming. Like, we don't want to go. We don't want to boss. Like, all right. I mean, relatable at the same time. Like, but also, like, loosen up a little bit. She's Mary Poppins. And again, Mary Poppins came to save the Banks family. And not just the children. Not the whole the family. family. Well, in, in the end, though, she was really there. She was really there. She the kept bank. saying. She was really there to save. She was, well, I'm here to look after the bank's children. But when she kept saying the bank's children, she, she meant Jane and Michael. So she's like, I'm here to look after the bank's children. Like, she made sure Michael got his deed. He got to keep his house. She made sure Jane, Jane's happy. She's living her best life. But she's like, also like, okay, Jane, I see how I can help you a little bit. Here's my buddy, Jack. Um, I think he'll give you a ride to your meeting. And Jack's like, no. And he's like, I can. Like, and she's like, okay, sounds great. And Mary Poppins like, all right, go. Oh. And it so. was so cute that when Jack was like, oh, I would always wave to you, you know, um, from your window when you were a little girl. And I was like, 
little tiny new aspects of her of, I don't like it was, it was the same Mary Poppins, but it was a different Mary Poppins at the same time. And I really yeah, enjoyed that, I, that she wasn't an entirely different character because that was my main concern with having someone new play Mary Poppins and doing another Mary Poppins film was, is Disney just going to make her a new character or are we still going to get the same classic Mary Poppins that we all know and love? And we got the same Mary Poppins that we all know and love, our classic good old Mary Poppins, but we also got something a little bit different with her. Like if you see with the bathtub scene, she's like, in we go, and hitting those, off we go, or in these, like hitting those different notes yeah, inside of the Royal Dalton Bowl. Royal Dalton Music Hall, I was like, whoa, girl, you can hit those. You hit those high notes, which I was expecting, but girl, you can you hit, hit those, those low notes. notes too. Like you've got the whole octave covered. That was really impressive. So. I, just, I feel like she was a really impressive character because, and normally you don't have to, you know, hope to be impressed by characters that you're already I, familiar I, with, but I was definitely impressed. I think Emily Blunt had some big shoes to fill, and I think she did. She filled them. And she filled them so well. She is definitely making the Mary Poppins legacy even bigger shoes to fill for if, you know, they yeah. ever cast another Mary Poppins. She did a really great job and absolutely phenomenal. I was incredibly impressed with her, impressed with her performance. So, um, and I like, though, that Jack wasn't a replacement for Yeah, Bert. I was really impressed with him, too. He, and he knew Bert. He knew Bert. He's like, hey, um, I was a chimney sweep. And I was like, yes, you danced in step in time. Good job. Like, so I was really impressed with him. He also had some big shoes to fill because we'd be like, this new Burt character, I'm not really a fan, but we were really mm-hmm. big fans of all the new characters. I think that's an excellent way not back right here. And here are words from our sponsor. All right, so thank you for that message, and thank you guys for listening to our podcast about Mary Poppins Returns. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope if you like this, you'll like more of our podcast. So make sure to subscribe and write a review if you enjoyed it. Um, you can write the reviews anywhere where you find podcasts. Apple and Google Play, et cetera, other places too. But make sure to follow us on Instagram. You can find me at HopeWDW and Hannah at Rebel underscore Hannah. And you can also follow both of us on Instagram at Magical Disney Twins, which is our shared twin account. And you can also find us on Facebook on our page that contains more information about our upcoming podcast at The Park Hopping Twins. And we hope to see you real soon. guys nick again from the five minute podcast network just wanted to uh take a second and thank you for listening to the first official episode of the park hopping twins i also want to let you guys know that we are coming soon to the iheart radio so that is the five minute podcast as well as the park hopping twins on iheart radio so that everyone has an easier way to listen um i hope you guys enjoy and we'll talk to you again soon